We're a little ahead of schedule. I like this. What? Is it 10? It's not even 10 yet. It's 10? Break a breaker, it's 10. 10.02 even. Woo, I thought we were ahead of schedule. No, we're behind schedule. That's more like it. This is Jason Warren Griffiths. My name is Jason Warren Griffiths, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. Today's October 24th. I'm having trouble with these 20s. Uh, Welcome. I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening on the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, we got a special morning because uh, we're going to be receiving some new members. And I love that. I love when other people run a, like some people want to jump in on this train, right, Justin? We get more train, more glory, right? Boo, boo. All right. The people are still chit-chatting, but I can't, I can't blame them. Can you blame them? I can't blame them. It's too, too fun to be in here. I got a couple announcements. One of them is, I left it right there. Make sure, you, this thing is ridiculously good. Make sure you get one of these boxes, fill it up with whatever needs to be filled up with, and bring it back here. There's some boxes over there. There's actually some students running around here looking, like wearing boxes as uniforms, which is really encouraging. Um, and then I have another announcement, but for that announcement, I want to bring up Carrie. Is Carrie in, in, in the room? She is in the room, and there's a microphone right there, and she's got another announcement for us. And you can talk while I'm talking, but don't talk while Carrie's talking. Does everybody get that? Fine either way. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually like it better talking. I hate all the attention on me. Keep talking, and I'll just keep talking. Um, I just want to remind everyone that this Saturday is our trunk or treat um, from 3 to 5 p.m. All are welcome, young, old, everyone. Um, we have a great turnout of trunks, but it's still not too late if you have been kind of teetering on whether or not you would like to sign up. Um, just see me today. And if you have signed up, you will be receiving an email from me with all of the details, um, what time to be here, when to have your trunk ready, um, as well as if you had signed up to volunteer for the Chili um, or any other working, moving, moving, moving parts within Trunk or Treat. Um, all of those emails will be going out either today or tomorrow. Um, if you don't hear from me, you may have thought you signed up and didn't. So then email me or call me <laughs> And make sure that you are um, all ready to go for whatever working part you are doing with Trunk or Treat. Um, we could use some more candy. Um, so if you would like to bring some in, please drop it off throughout the week. Um, we will still collect some the day of as well. Um, so I hope to see all of you there. Invite your friends, family, neighbors. Um, we will be on the front parking lot. Games will be on the children's play yard. And youth will be sponsoring a haunted hallway. Um, and we'll have a fun little family backdrop, too, for everyone to take pictures at. So I hope to see you guys there. Excellent. Thank you, Carrie. And I'm doing two trunks. We got two cars. We're doing two trunks. And I think I'm, I'm going to beat my wife. I don't know about any, anybody else. But my, my trunk's going to be better than my wife's. I know that. Um, what was else was I going to say? Oh, no, I don't remember what it was. Oh, that, that's what it was. Do you remember last year at this time? We were doing drive-in, like uh, drive-in worship services, and the trunk or treat was actually a huge pivotal point. I remember it was the first time that we were seeing like each other outside of, and I, my heart I remember it leaping. I remember being filled with joy and being like, okay, there's going to be an end to this. 
There's going to be a day where we're back inside, check. We're still not totally out of the clear. So if you feel more comfortable, wear a mask in here. Um, But I just wanted to draw encouragement as we gather this morning and prepare our hearts to worship the Lord. He's taking care of us. Amen. Let's stand for this morning's call to worship. And it comes to us from Psalm chapter 34, verses 1 through 3, and and I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. Lord, I'm bursting with joy over what you've done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. I'm boasting of you and all your works. So let all who are discouraged take heart. Join me, everyone. Let's praise the Lord together. Let's make him famous. Let's make his name glorious to all. Let's worship the Lord singing immortal, invisible, God only wise. Please be seated. And actually, um, no children's message, but students and children are now dismissed to go to Sunday school. And as that's happening, I'm going to invite our new member class of eight people forward. And I've got to introduce you to a couple people, PCC. Um, they're beautiful people, right? Round of applause right there, yeah. Um, On behalf of Session, I present these folk to you. Mike Chase, Shane Hill, Jin Chung Hu, Gretchen, Gretchen Franklin, sorry, Elaine Fleming, Nancy Greiger, Charlotte Dumont, and Donna Bennett. 
Okay. Beloved people of God, our baptism is the sign and the seal of our cleansing from sin and our being grafted into Christ through the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The power of sin has been broken, and God's kingdom entered our world. Through our baptisms, we were made citizens of God's kingdom and freed from the bondage of sin. Let us celebrate that freedom and redemption through renewal of the promises made at our baptism. I ask you, therefore, once again to reject sin, to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, to confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we were baptized. And so I got a couple questions for you. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Please say, I do. I do. Who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? Say, I will with God's help. And then, will you be a faithful member of this congregation, the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, share in its worship and mission through your prayers and gifts, your study and service, and so fulfill your calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Please say, I will with God's help. And i got a question for you, the congregants. Um, will you let these people further into your lives? Will you push them closer to Christ whenever possible? Will you not slander and talk behind their backs? Will you love them as is, as God loved you as is? Please say we will. will. That was pretty loud. (laughs) Right? I love these Sundays. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, I praise you for your church this local outpost. I praise you for this new member class, fall 2021. I pray that you would continue by your spirit to unite us in such an uncommon way that the world notices that you sent your one and only son for them. And all God's people said, let's stand and serenade our new class and you guys can turn and face the, the screen and we'll serenade them with the Apostles' Creed. Believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a new group of members. Make sure they feel welcome. And you guys can return your seats.
Yeah, everybody say welcome on three. One, two, three. Okay, good job. We are people born of water and the Spirit. We have made promises to be Christ's faithful disciples and to show his love to our life's end. Although we fail to fulfill those baptismal vows, God's faithful love endures forever. Confident of God's grace, let us confess our sin and the sin of the world. For failing to love others as you have loved us, God of grace, forgive us. For wasting your gifts and hoarding our goods, God of grace, forgive us. For plundering the earth and abusing the planet, God of grace, forgive us. For fearing those who are strange to us and ignoring those in need, God of grace, forgive us. For losing heart and abandoning hope, God of grace, forgive us. For all the ways we turn from you, God of grace, forgive us. We offer our prayers in the name of the one who saves us, Jesus Christ. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. like running track and field here. It's, it's pretty, pretty exciting. So we're going to do a song we haven't done in a, in a few years. We're going to take you to church, so don't be alarmed. We're, gonna, we're actually going to take you there. Uh, how many of you got your clappers out this morning? So if you, don't, if you don't know something, you can always find the beat and clap along. There'll be plenty of room for that today. And then there's a phrase, uh, everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. Do you think you can say that? Let's try it. Ready? Everybody, everybody, everybody everybody praise the Lord. And it goes like this. We've got a song Mark can play for you today, okay? It goes like this. I thank the Lord for what, for what he's done in us. I thank the Lord for his love. I thank the Lord for what He's gonna do for us from the heavens above. And I thank the Lord for the smile that He's put on my face. I thank the Lord for His grace. And I thank the Lord for the joy that He has given to me. Cause now I know that I am really set free. Here we go. Everybody, everybody. 
how it's done. Let's show them. One, two, three, four. Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. Got one more in there. Here we go. Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. All right. <laughs> Thought you were Pentecostal there for a second. Woo. Don't worry, we'll always bring you back to Presbyterian. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mind. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shine. 
nothing compares. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. One more time. Nothing compares. You doing good, Tim? Glad you're here, man. Thanks. All right. We're finishing a series on Romans today. I know we're only halfway through the book, but we're going to get to a different series in November and giving thanks. Um, Just a reminder, Paul wrote Romans. It's to Jewish Christians and to Gentile Christians, and he's trying to unite the church in Rome, um, which ends up being the epicenter for the church for a long, long time. So his... His efforts uh, pretty much succeeded. Um, some other things that we need to know before we read the text. We're still in Romans chapter 8, which most theologians say is the heart of Paul. It's not only the heart of this letter, but it's the heart of Paul's writings. Um, Origen said that we should memorize the whole chapter in Greek. Um, I'm not going to say that because I have trouble memorizing people's phone numbers. <laughs> but I will say, Romans chapter 8, 1, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I hide in that text a lot. And it actually happened last week after I preached a sermon on it, I was under spiritual attack big time. And I hid in that text over and over. And it was, it was beautiful. Once again, God meets you there. Um, So let's open our scriptures up. Let's open our Bibles up. We're going to Romans chapter 8, start in verse 18. Anything else I need to mention before I start reading? Um, No, it's all under the umbrella of dominated by grace. Remember, I I, I preached that sermon a couple weeks ago. And from here on out, the rest of the letter is the world is dominated, you know, by law, sin, and death meaning they're in the dominion, they're, they're under the reign of. But followers of Jesus were under the reign of Jesus the Christ, our king. And so our, our king is creating his kingdom, that's us. And our ruling law is grace. Grace reigns here with the people who are here. In us, we come together, grace reigns. Let's read Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 18. I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subject to Subjected to fertility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay, will decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. 
For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we know we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. This is the word of the Lord. Verses 18 through 21. How do we, get, how do we remain under the reign of grace? We compare. We look at our identity, where he's coming from in chapter, verse, the first 17 verses. We remember that being in Christ, we are new creations. I told last week the story of um, the eagle born amongst chicken. Does everybody remember that? I get a little addition. My wife went over to uh, her brother's house. He lives over in Costa Mesa. And Mark McCandless, my brother-in-law, and his wife, Christy, have bought seven chickens in Costa Mesa. Did you hear me? <laughs> Is that legal? I don't know. But learn something about chicken. They never look up, ever. They're always down. And do you remember the moral of that story, that parable, is we are eagles born amongst chicken. And the chicken are always looking down. Isn't that the way it looks, right? We as followers of Jesus are called by Paul right here, lift up your head, gaze at the bright horizon, compare what's coming with what you're going through. That's a useful tip, right? That's a useful anchor to hold on to when the, when the times get rough and you want to remain under the reign of grace. Remember, the sun is on its way. And the glory that is about to be beheld and experienced by yourself and the people around you right here puts all of the pain to shame. Sorry to rhyme. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Anyway, so the first thing he, Paul says, pick up your heads, ladies and gentlemen. Perspective. Remember, eternity is a mighty long time. And then, And then he goes into, I think, a phenomenal illustration. Anybody read the book uh, Gilead by Marilyn Robinson? It came out like maybe 20 years ago. I used to say it came out a couple years ago. Now those, it keeps going, right? It's really fast. Um, Marilyn Robinson, I think she won some awards for it. It's a really good novel. She, and what's impressive to me, it's about 
an old retired Presbyterian minister and him pouring into his grandson. And she gets into the mind of a man extremely well. It's crazy how well she writes men. What's interesting about this? What is Paul's illustration for where the world is at right now? From the fall till Jesus returns the second time. According to Romans chapter 8, verses 19 through 20-something. Childbirth. A woman in labor. Do you realize how ahead of the time this Paul is in his authorship right here? Raise your hand if you're a woman. (laughs) This text you know about. This text he writes and he puts aside. He's Pharisee among Pharisees. Who rules that world? Men, right? With long beards and look grumpy, right? He puts all that aside and he puts on a pedestal and he says, you know what the world is like? Listen up, ladies. It's like childbirth. I have, you guys, if you've given birth or it is the month of recognizing and praying for moms who lost babies, I think you're in this category as well. You know the pain of expecting. I'm no, I'm not, a, I'm not a brilliant man. <laughs> I'm not a genius. But I've been in the room when both of my kids were born. And remember when Jesus said, um, you're going to experience trouble? But it's in 1633, John 1633. Jesus says, you guys are going to experience trouble, but don't worry about it. I've overcome the world. I would picture if Paul had been a Christian at that point, he might have walked up to Jesus and said, I know you're the son of God, but I kind of want to correct you. (laughs) Trouble doesn't really sum it up. Anybody who's given birth, every emotion, death is in the room. Do you remember that feeling? Death is in the room. Anticipation's in the room. Fear is in the room. Joy is in the room. Every emotion. In fact, anytime I see it on film, like you show it in a TV, I get goosebumps and start crying because I remember those moments and everything's amplified to 11. You know, everything is turned up all the way and you feel it all. And Paul says, you know what this world is like since the fall until we're waiting for Jesus to come back? It's intense. And it's horrible. And it's beautiful, and it's glorious, and it's painful, and you're afraid, and you might not make it, and you, you're filled with every emotion that you could possibly do at 11 all the time. That's what it's like. It's a mess. There's lament, there's pain, there's joy, all of it. And Paul is saying, If you're going to let grace reign in your life, flip the lights on and realize this is what we're dealing with. 
It's not the way it's supposed to be. This is the way it is because of the fall. The whole creation is saying, seriously, get back to what you created, God. Bring forth new life. Redeem. Set straight the crooked. Heal the wounded. Stop cancer. Then, he does some pneumatology. Paul teaches us a little bit about the Holy Spirit. And notice, all the way through chapter 8, if you want grace to reign in your life, you can't do it. The Spirit does it through you. Karl Barth said, you can't read Scripture. You have to put on the glasses of the Holy Spirit in order to read Scripture. And in this text, he says, you know what else you can't do? You can't even talk to God. That's how kind of silly we are as human beings. We're so messed up, we don't even know what to say. We have these groans that the Holy Spirit meets with us with and interprets. Ever seen Guardian of the Galaxy? Uh, not Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Nobody? Okay, it's a, it's a B movie. It's way back. Stephanie, you're my favorite person this morning. <laughs> It's a make fun of a Star Trek universe movie. And Tim Allen plays in it. And Sigourney Weaver plays this character that whatever the computer says, she says it. You know? And it's, it's making fun of Star Trek. But the, 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 the computer says, you're about to die. She goes, we're about to die. You know, like she just repeats. I picture the Holy Spirit like us. We're like, ah. And then the Holy Spirit says, seriously, this Jason guy needs real help. Get here quick. If we're going to reign or let grace reign through us and reign in our lives, the Holy Spirit has to be flowing. We need to speak about the Holy Spirit. I've said this numerous occasions. I'll say it again. It's it's not rocket scientists. If you want to be a spiritual person, mention the Holy Spirit a lot. It's the same way you become a Corvette person. You talk about Corvettes all the time. Anybody see Michigan take over whatever that football game was? The way you become a Michigan person is you go to the big house once in a while, and then you also just talk about Michigan a lot. Become a spiritual person, you talk about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit drew our new members class over to Dick Church's for breakfast yesterday. And it was made apparent within five minutes. We met our server within an hour we got to know that the server's mom was dying of pancreatic cancer and having surgery on November 11th. My mom died of pancreatic cancer October 30th, 2003. We locked eyes and I said, I know you. She knows me. Holy Spirit drew us over there. Dick Churches. Some might say, ah, it was probably Jason because he wants to eat. <laughs> Holy Spirit works through that too. Right? Oh, wasn't that amazing, Shane? Boom. Holy Spirit is alive and active 
And Paul says at other places, it's the same power that raises Jesus from the dead. And he always uses the word dunamis when he mentions Holy Spirit power, which is which we, we get the word dynamite. It's not sissy power. It's power power. And if you want to get out of the reign of death and sin, you're going to need dynamite power. Last point. Sovereignty. And for the rest of the chapter, he talks about sovereignty. And this is, I would memorize Romans 8.1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I would memorize 8.28. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. All things. Notice he doesn't say things. All, All things are good. That's actually the opposite of what he says. All things are not good. It's not all good. It's all crazy. We talked about that just a second ago. It's all childbirth. It's all everything turned up to 11. This place is madness and it's confusing and it's scary. But the truth is God is good. And God is so good... He knows you better than he knows, better than you know yourself. And he knows all, everyone. And he knows how all these pieces are going to come together and fit to glorify himself. Applications from this morning. To reign, to live in a world reigned by grace. Lift your head up and look at the bright horizon. Remember who Christ has made you. In Christ, no one can condemn you. Remember that be real things. People are going through birth pains. This world is longing for healing. Remember God's spirit Speak about her. Talk to her. Put a spotlight on her whenever you can. And rest in the truth that God's going to work it out. Amen? As we continue in worship, um, 
Now it's the part of the service where we give back to God just a portion of what he's given us. And also, just want to remind you, we are still, there's still envelopes in the back if you want to um, donate or give offerings to Presbyterian Disaster Assistance. And that's just an organization that the money goes straight to helping hurricane victims in Haiti. Um, all kind, it goes wherever there's need. Um, so, and we'll be doing that throughout the month of October. A couple more weeks left. But now, um, if you're at home on the podcast listening, uh, mail your gifts, your tithes, your offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're here, leave it in the offering plate as you leave. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. may be seated. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget his kind deeds. Standing on that promise, let us together bring our prayers and petitions to our glorious and wonderful God. Please pray with me. Lord of all creation, we are in awe of your holiness, mercy, and goodness. Our present sufferings indeed do not compare to the glory that you will reveal one day in us. 
Those who call themselves your disciples live with a foot in this world and a foot in the world yet to come. We pray for our world, a world that thirsts for your living water, that hungers for your spirit. Compassionate God, we pray for the 17 kidnapped Haitian missionaries. We pray for your protection and for their safe return out of captivity. Bind the kidnappers, we pray, in the name of Jesus, that they may not harm a single one. Father, we pray, too, for the country of Haiti that is drifting farther and farther into anarchy. We pray for you to raise up dedicated and wise leadership that will partner with you to elevate Haiti into a country of prosperity and goodness. Lord Jesus, we pray for your hand of mercy on the country of Afghanistan and its people. Bring food and necessities to those in desperate need. Bind those in power that would oppress and pillage. We pray for the underground Christian church in Afghanistan that you would protect them and multiply them in number and in might. Father, we pray too for our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world, that they may seek to know you more and draw closer to you. We pray that too for each one of us. Merciful God, we pray for your spirit to unite our country, to unite our state, and to unite us here in our very church. Divisiveness threatens to weaken and undermine our sense of community and connectedness, leaving us adrift and alone. Teach us to seek your kingdom first. Teach us to sow love where we see hatred. Teach us, every one of us, to be instruments of your peace. Lord God, we pray for the new members joining our community today. Charlotte, Mike, Jinchung, Donna, Elaine, Gretchen, Shane, and Nancy. Bless them with a heart that hungers for you. We pray for your healing touch amongst all of us, any of us who are dealing with infirmity or disease. We pray for your prosperity on those facing unemployment or underemployment. We pray for your companionship for those feeling isolated and alone. Meet each one of us, O Lord, exactly where we are. Minister to our hearts, our mind, our bodies, and our soul. Come, Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us guiding us to bear witness to our neighbors and to the world of your redeeming love for all humanity. We pray all of our spoken and silent prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please rise as we close our worship service with the hymn, Because He Lives. true um micah is going to be gone from us he's taking a month off like uh, he's going to be touring you'll be you're here next week i thought you weren't here next week okay well that's good news aren't you glad micah's in our life round of applause for my guy thanks brother okay and i think is cornell going to be back next week okay excellent all right uh, that was a brief but amazing service, right? Okay. Let your offerings reflect that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, re- receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.